morning. Mikey's just writing up uh, some notes so that we babble less. Uh, we're drinking, me and Joe, we're drinking an espresso. Yeah. What is this? This is tasty. This is um, a blend of Meridiano, um, Colombia, and um, what's in the other half of it, Mike? San Sebastian. San Sebastian. But I think it's majority El Meridiano, is that correct? Yep. 85%. 85% El Meridiano, so Telema. It's really juicy. Mm. San Seb's always been a real nice one as a highlight coffee in the blend. A blend of two Colombians. Mm. That's really tasty. Yeah. Um, it's yummy. Really good. Yeah. Mike's here. Hey, how hey. you doing? Welcome to the mic, Mike. On our board, we have coffee education, coffee comparisons. What do baristas really need in terms of education to become and feel confident? Mm-hmm. And coffee that we're serving. I can't hear myself. There we go. You plugged in? Yep. Right on. Uh, hey, everyone. Hey. Good morning. How was is, how is everyone's week? We... I've been running. Joe got me addicted to running. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what, you know what, I've just it, been hearing about it and watching new sneakers rock up here every week. <laughs> well, we're running so much that we're actually wearing the sneakers out, which is the yeah. first time it's ever happened in my life. Yeah, it's um I'm just jealous, that's it, all. It's such a great sport. I uh, I love it. I love the simplicity of it. Uh, that you can run anywhere. Anywhere. And it's and it's so cool. Yeah. I'm stoked that you like it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for thanks for pushing me along. Um, um, it works well with coffee. It's like you know, you, you, the, Mike, you and I were drinking coffee till late yesterday. I think later than usual, anyway. Hmm. And um, and I was like, that's okay. We'll just wear it off. Just run it off. Run it off. Run it off tomorrow. Run it off tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a nice feeling to uh, to be able to drink coffee late in the Avo and uh, have an excuse to drink more coffee. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I think it's um, three or four months now, so actually getting faster and fitter. And, and, yeah, you um, sure are. And so are you. Yeah, getting there. So are you. And James is, um, James Griffiths, hello. Um, he's, he's addicted as well, so he's, we're doing the um, Matapo oh, run. Yeah. We're going to do the, we're gonna do the marathon there. You're going to do the marathon? I'm going to do the marathon. The, yeah, it's like in six weeks, so we better get fit for that. I mean, part of me says if we're not fit for a marathon right now, you know, we're not going to be fit. But it's, but it's like overland kind of style. It's, you know, it's like ultra style. Yeah, trail. Trail. Yeah. Um, so we'll be, I think we'll be hiking a lot yeah. of it. It'll be like a five or six hour anything, event, I think. Anything more than 5% you're hiking? Yes. Yes. Poles. Poles. Poles? I Walk, think, walking poles. I think, no, gonna, no, no, gonna, knowing, knowing James and I, we'll just pick up a stick halfway yeah, up the hill. You, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, it, it, it's an interesting scene. Like, those ultra guys are super grassrootsy, but then they've got a fair bit of tech as well. <laughs> so it's, um, there is, it's an amazing scene. Like, those guys are super welcoming, well, the, really friendly, and half of them camp out at the finish lines and stuff. Like, it's, like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, awesome. Really well, the, the the profile of the ultra um, is really steep. Like, so you know, if you look at the the the, the um, 
elevation profile of the ultra it's really steep uh so we just go to the marathon which is a little bit more gentle Aye, cool um so i think there's like three thousand meters instead of like six thousand meters so it's still, yeah, it's, it's still, still a, a solid day. It's, it's, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> and is this come, in NZ? Yeah. Oh, so in Queensland. 3,000 metres Australia? Yeah, yeah. A, a total elevation over, over the whole course. So you yeah. go up and down, I think there's... Mm. Is it a, do you finish at the same point as you start? No. So do you finish higher than you start? Yes. Oh, well, that's, that's easier. At least you don't have to come down those same 3,000. Well, you probably come down a bit, but my experiences are the down's harder than the up. And uh, certainly more taxing on the body and will tear you apart. Yeah, yeah, totally. Than, more than the ascent. Yeah, totally. But uh, if you can keep your heart rate low, then going up's yeah. good. Because, you know, the distance between <clears throat> the, your foot and the hill is, is far less than... Yeah, yeah, the downhill is very impactful. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I remember climbing Mount Wellington in Tasmania and, like, coming down is all rock the way we came down. So, it's so you like, didn't go up the road? No, we walked. Mount Wellington's up. the main, the main, the main. Yeah, mountain, we walked right? through the bush, but coming down, we came down just boulders. And so you came, down, you came down like the west side or something mm. of of the hill. Yeah, we just sort of winged oh. it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go that way. It just like it would just grayed out at the top. And we're like, let's the, just go this the, way. Do like a swim run in 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 um. There's like the famous swim swim run in Tasmania where they like swimming swimming that in the harbour and then in the nude in the winter solstice. Probably There's that as well. No, the Tasmanians, but um, in winter, winter solstice they get down there in, at seven in the morning and jump in the Derwent River in, all naked, awesome, and swim. That'd be cold middle of winter. Yeah, if you like under ten degree water. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And six degrees outside or something. I think mm. in saying that, if you if you're in uh if you're in Tasmania, head over to Pilgrim because they they're serving some of our coffee black. They've been doing so. Uh, Will and the crew. Yeah. Uh, Pilgrim coffee. Quite right achievers those guys down there. Like chip 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 chipping away, and we we send them coffee every week, and uh, it. it just go through the grinder and, you know... They I looked at the flights the other day. I looked at the flights the other day. I, I wondered if we could do, like, a trip down there, like, you know, in a day, but I don't think we can. But um, we have to do a night, a night stay over. Yeah, it's mm. a long we'll way come to, visit Will. Hello. It's a long way to Tassie. Hello. Coffee education. Boom. Yeah. We were talking about what to talk about today. And um, <clears throat> this week, I think this week, Matt Perger released a the famous Matt Perger that the is the famous Matt <laughs> Matt Perger of um, Barista Hustle he released a course um, for for the barista in uh, for, mind for, for, for the barista in mind or for the for the learner for the newbie yeah for like someone who really wants to get in there and, and learn um, and it just got us talking about what, what a barista really needs when when it comes to education before or either getting into the workforce or um, growing and developing I mean, there's, there's so, the workforce. There's so much information on his website, on the Brista Hustle website about education. It's such a great resource for, yeah. for Bristers. Um, so if you're Brista listening and you haven't been there, I mean, I, I imagine most pe- people that um, are serving great coffee have actually heard of Matt Perger and, and his work. But um, there's, some, there's some great stuff on um, the Brista Hustle website. Um, it's quite techy. Yeah. And, and we had that conversation. It's like, you know, 
at what point is a barista a barista and, and is there a line between a barista and a coffee professional or is, 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 is the barista like a coffee maker uh, and at what point do they become a coffee professional? Um, you know, and, mm. and, you know, is the barista role one that requires so much technical knowledge that it's, you know, it's, you have to be, you have to wear Coke bottle glasses and be a complete, <laughs> complete geek or is it, you know, how much of it is required to actually, um, um, yeah. You know, you know, I think to, to carry that, 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 I think it's probably a case of the classic old 80 20 rule. Like, you look at uh, someone like Mark Schubitz, oh, yeah. and there is no doubt in my mind that he is an amazing barista because of all those small little one percenters, but they come in that final 20 percent. 80 percent of what he does doesn't need that knowledge, yeah. it's that final 20 percent. That probably takes 80% of yeah. your, your coffee career. I suppose it depends on your goals, right? Yeah. If, if you just want to knock out coffee, you, you, you don't need it to be techie. You can make amazing coffee. You have to learn. I, I think, I think that the, the, the point there is you have to learn how to taste. Absolutely. That, and, and that's more important than anything else. I mean, if you know how to taste um, and, and you've got good taste buds... And I mean that's that's step one, right? And you're not born with good taste buds; they're they're trained. Yeah, totally. And totally. and and it's deliberate training, and 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 some for some people that'll come faster than for others, but it comes through consistent tasting of coffee and 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 critical analysis and and having a mentor or someone alongside you, and that's probably the biggest factor i think in your early stages is having someone who can help you mm. looking like, at there's a, there's a really interesting uh thing on distribution on bush tassels like the finger swipe the hand palm grooming just tamp as it comes the stock felt there's some tools apparently the finger swipe has the most what does it say here the greatest popularity? Popularity, correct. Yes. But it doesn't say that it's the, it's the best method. It's, just, it's the greatest popularity. Yeah. yeah it's probably the oh, easiest. That was like the boom of, like, well, I that, feel like that was the boom of, like, where people started to notice maybe mainstream is all, like, everyday people starting going, oh, that, that guy's doing something over there behind that <laughs> coffee machine. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, like, that's where... Tap it on the hopper and swipe yeah. it off. And, that's where baristas became sort of... There's something behind the veil. <laughs> yeah. there were, there's some myth and magic that they perform back yeah. there. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and since, ever since that day, we've tr- been trying to dispel that it's actually not quite that difficult. You just apply a few basic principles mm. and uh, you can make super tasty coffee. His, so outlining his this is outlining his course because I'm feeling very left out here. You guys are both on, <laughs> on, on your laptops. We're on laptops looking at the Bristol's website trying to get some content. <laughs> the last couple of weeks, I've had my laptop at the table, and and this week I come tech free. And look at you guys. Well, we know we're, we're 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 trying to provide as much content for you guys as possible. That's what we're doing. Right? So, so the Bristol Hustle course is. 10 chapters? No. It is 7 is. chapters with a final assessment. It cool. is That's awesome. 77 Oh, what's happening here? Mikey got that computer working. Well done, Mikey. Joe did it for me. 
<laughs> Sorry, so seven chapters. Oh, I'm not used to the, the new... Um, I'm like pre-2010 MacBook before this where you can't swipe the trackpad. <laughs> 77 chapters, I think. And wow. Th- it's a 30-hour course, so that's like... It's a full week's work. That's epic, right? Because, you know, if someone came to you as a cafe owner or a, or a brister on shift and said, hey, you know, have you got any work? You're like, what, what experience have you had? And they're like, I've just done the brister course in Byron Bay. And you're like, uh, that's probably not good enough. Yeah. You know, and they've put so much effort and time and money into that, but it's just, that's not enough. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just, that's not, like, like, it's enough to get going and to start, but it's not enough to confidently step job. behind the machine and produce great coffee that everyone's proud of. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's some time away. Mm. But I, I imagine, I imagine um, this course, given um, the content that we've just seen, you know, it's, it's definitely a... Um, is there videos? And, yeah, there's a lot of videos. The content's free for you forever. So... Yeah, 70, 70 individual lessons, maybe, maybe, 16 videos. Maybe You'll we do should it all do it. Four weeks. Maybe we should all do it before before the next podcast. We should be able to cram it in in one week. Yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Easy. <laughs> We've all got that sort of time. <laughs> but, um, I mean, like... It sounds amazing. I guess we're just trying to highlight how intensive this, this course is and how much work's gone into it. For the, Also for the price point, it's like $149 or something, content's free forever. And then you go over to... I just quickly Googled this... Uh, Australian Barista Academy School, their their top of the line course, I think it is, is accredited barista course, one hundred twenty nine dollars, and it's a five hour course over one day. Five hour course over one day, you probably spend maybe an hour. Uh, but that that would be hands on, right? Yeah, yep. you, you probably so, spend a bit of time on the machine, and and so you're paying for equipment. Yep. And what have you? And that's so up. yeah, you froth milk, make espresso, <coughs> make all the coffees that you would find in froth a cafe. Milk. Froth milk. <laughs> <laughs> Not my words. <laughs> Clean and maintain the coffee machine. So we we are we fairly unanimous on where we stand with that? <laughs> yeah, I think I think. Can someone do the the Matt Peg course and let us know what it's like? I think it, like I'd really like to do it. I just can't do it in a week. Uh, is it a four week course? Did you say, Mike? Yeah, it's a thirty. There's thirty hours of work, and right. it says over four weeks you will learn. Right, you will learn best practice in solubility testing using. And so, how much is this course, well, or is it one hundred and forty nine dollars? One hundred and forty nine dollars. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. You know, if if somebody, it's very easy to pay money and rock up to a one day course. Like that's just like, whatever. There's there's very little commitment there from a prospective employee. But somebody who's done a course like this online, they've really applied themselves. They've found time in their own schedule. They haven't just rocked up to some well, course. Well, you know, I, I, I compare it to Mikey's when he, when he first started here. He was just doing his L's, which... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which I had to do again. <laughs> I think everyone that's got a motorbike has done the L's twice. But, um, uh, you know, two days and you can ride a motorbike. Mm. Two, two, three and a half hour days. It's as much as the Bristol course. So, so you should be able to make great coffee in <clears throat> two, three and a half hour days, shouldn't you, if you apply yourself? Yeah, with the, with the right teacher and the right mindset and whatever. And but, but this, this, this knowledge here is really deep, though. So, you know, solubility testing. I mean, I suppose you have to get your head around. 
there's there's some there's some um um so perhaps this course is is more suited to someone who's been in a cafe and and has some basic understandings of i make this finer and my and it 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 brews slower and it tastes like this or you know like some very rudimentary un- concepts of extraction and yeah and brewing mm. or or is it and i, th- I think it it's actually going to like appeal to a lot of people who don't work in coffee i think it's going to appeal to like the geeks home, home baristas like, yeah who are like because coffee's kind of like that it's a oh. bit of a a really niche hobby sort of thing for some people oh, who 100 percent. like we um well, but, but clearly there's a line right there's the the the, the barista schools that are out there right now don't don't do enough from what i know mm. to to bring a brister up to speed and this looks epic but maybe from the outset it looks a little bit techy yeah but hey you know knowledge is king so I mean, yeah. If you were to, if you were that that barista that went to the Australian More. Barista Academy More. and found it lacking, More. and found it found it lacking, you might go to the Barista Hustle course and only do half the course, but get more out of it than you got out of the first course, you know? You, totally. you, you might just go, oh, I don't, I don't really see the point in learning that, but this is great and I'll take but, but, what I take. But, hey, and someone that can already steam, steam milk and build beverages, they, they're like, I want to know more about coffee. Oh, and that's, that, 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 I think that is the great stepping stone, right? Com- dude, commit to doing that. When I was, when I was working, uh, Thanks, man. say, three years ago as a barista, I was at a cafe where I had sort of my only mentor in as a barista was the the roaster that we worked with and he was in sydney and i was up here in byron bay was he in sydney yeah and um what's well, a long that's a long way away to yeah and so sort of gleaning information was done in small half hour increments face to face and you know a bit over the phone but it's very difficult to really develop your knowledge. If I, if I had a resource like this, I would have been jumping at it. Mm. You know, like I would have been all over. It would have been amazing. Um, and I, li- so I, li- listened, I listened to Cat, Cat and Cloud last night. Those, those cats are pretty funny, aren't they? Um, oh. on, on, on a run. And um, they're talking about being a barista as a, as a profession and yes. doing it professionally. Yes. And, and you know, the... the, the um, the real life, you know, it's like, can I be a barista for life? Is it a life job? You know, and I think in Australia, it, it can be. It probably isn't. It's probably like a job that someone does in between jobs or um, maybe it's more of a profession in a country town where there's less opportunity to do other things and it's hospitality based. Um, but it's an in- interesting conversation about, you know, award rates, um, you know, and, and the professionalism of, of coffee making. Uh, but that kind of got me thinking about coffee education as well. It's like, well, you know, I think with this kind of structure and this kind of knowledge being, being developed, kudos to Matt, like epic, I think it'll strengthen the coffee community and, and, really, and really, you know, um, push people to be baristas as a profession like there's there's a there's a lot of information that that um that and knowledge that baristas need to hold to to um to prepare great coffee 100 percent uh i totally agree and 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 it's awesome for the profession that somebody is prepared to do this and it really helps to authenticate 
that you know it is a career, uh, and some and people can become very highly skilled and and well trained in the area. Unfortunately, those guys on Captain Cloud and I equally love them. Um, they also talked about the revenue per dollar. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, of employees and and why there's such a great divide between, say, and they're obviously American, say, between Google or Corporate America or Corporate Australia and the barista profession, and it's simply, you know... Well, I think they said one person at Google, you know, uh, on, you know generates $2 million worth of revenue. Yeah, one, and, one employee and, generates $2 million bucks. Whereas, whereas, whereas a, um, a barista is like one to two, so every $1 spent on the barista is... You know, the, the the company makes two dollars. Yeah, like fifty to a hundred grand yeah. per barista on but an annual know, basis. It, so it's wow. it's, you know, it's you know, like one twentieth. You know, on <laughs> on that note, I was listening to that last night while I was running, and I'm like, I was like, you know, they were talking about all oh, the barista can only earn sixty thousand dollars a year, and you know, and I was like, well, at what point, like, at what point is enough money? Like, you know, it's like, like yeah, you, well, you, you, you know, like, it's not Google. Yeah, it's making coffee. At Google, they own you. <laughs> they own you. <laughs> like I've never worked corporate, um, but, yeah. but they, I, 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 I have. I have friends who do, and my understanding is those corporates own you. Like they own so much of your time. Whereas as a barista, like you, you, know, you, you, you do have freedom, right? You yeah, know, you, I mean, yes, you, you free, know, and freedom of expression. Yeah, you rock up at. 5.30 in the morning or whatever time you need to be there at open. You generally knock off early in the Arvo. It's an awesome environment to work in. You're generally serving, you know, lovely people and it's fun. And and when you leave, you leave. Yeah. So it's very different to corporate America. So you... Yeah. Well, I, I, I just thought that analogy between, you know, was, was quite interesting. But... um. Coffee education. Mm. Mm. I guess <clears throat> what fits in between, like what fits in between the the course that is kind of just like the car rentals of of coffee courses, and then there's there's this. It's like a university degree. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Well, it's it's you know it's self education, isn't it? It's taking responsibility for your own path and saying, I, I want to be great at my job. I'm going to find the resources to do that. And, and it's not ever going to be one... Hey, it's making coffee, right? Yeah. There's plenty of baristas out there that are, that are doing an amazing job that haven't gone through a course like that. But that is at your fingertips in four weeks, 30 hours. You can, it's amazing. You, you, you can gain the knowledge of someone that's been in the industry for two or three or five or ten years and that have accumulated that knowledge on the, on the way. Yeah. So... It's all, it's awesome. So. And partner that with listening to podcasts like the Cat and Cloud or totally or, or Three Liter Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Coffee Awesome, you know, she's good. Coffee Awesome, she's uh, unreal. Um, um, James Hoffman, he doesn't have a lot of content uh, out there. But he's, on all of his podcasts. old all of his old podcasts are awesome. still relevant, right? Like he, and he did some pers- podcasts in two thousand and nine, I think, and they're still relevant. Like you know, like, totally. His perspective on coffee is really interesting. Yeah. I, I really enjoy his perspective. He's got some. Great. And Chuck, uh, if you're listening to this, I agree. Um, James Hoffman has got good hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he's he's a, he's a really interesting cat. I like, I really like James Hoffman. Yeah. Um, he's just nice to listen to. Yeah, he could be talking about horticulture. He's, or he's the David Attenborough of coffee, yeah. isn't he? Cleaning, <laughs> cleaning, <laughs> cleaning, <laughs> cleaning up our horse stables, and it would be yeah. awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be like? I don't know if it would be great, but like if then Barista Hustle or someone had cafes which after hours became training rooms that you could access as part of the course. Yeah, totally. You go in there, you swipe your card, like Anytime Fitness or something like that, and you go in and you practice your course curriculum and then you you leave and... Use the equipment. Yeah. That's probably the the barrier is is the equipment for people. Because you need hands-on to put these things into practice. Yes. Yeah, you do. You know, you don't... You just... Like, even as a... You might have worked in a small to medium cafe for a couple of years but making the step from there to high volume is learn hard learn fast or just don't do it yeah. like yeah. yeah getting I think although I think the whole high volume there's only thing, one way to learn high volume that's to do it I mean if, <laughs> yeah. if you compare it to running like you know you, there is no if you need to do a, you just a do marathon it. you need to like you need to train for it like you just need to like do the distance the Ks and I think that's the same with anything it's like I mean, I think we had a conversation with you at Christmas and before you roasted, you know, that much coffee, I said, you know, this will be a defining point. You know, you'll either embrace it or hate it, one of the two. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think you embraced it and um, um, you're better for it. Now you come in and do four or five hours and it's, you don't even break a sweat. Yeah, except yeah. when it's... 30, 30, <laughs> 37 degrees. January in Byron, it's yeah, totally. 31 degrees at yeah. 7am but, but you know I think the, the volume thing just needs to be it needs to be done you need to, you need to experience that um, and you, you know you get you learn in incremental blocks like you know you have a heaving Sunday in your cafe where you get totally buckled and broken you know like your, your first 7 or 8 kilo day and you, you're just you know you've got Big weights for coffee, and you're broken. Yeah. And and then you go home and you lick your wounds and you work out how you can do it better. Totally. And and that's where the learning comes. The learning never comes from from the day where you poured perfect rosettas on every flat white. Like yeah. that's not the day you learn. <laughs> but you know, I think if you got good equipment and good coffee and and good support and the bar's set up right and the grinders are good and the coffee's you know consistent then those days are less difficult. It's more about workflow um, and you're not failing. You're not failing as such. It's just, it's just how do we do this quicker? And generally, in my experience, if everything, if the bar's right and the coffee's good, then you're not failing. It's just, oh, if I do this right now, this way, then we can do this quicker. Like, you know, the machine's full. Like, we've got shots pouring on all three heads. Here's swing a jug. Mm-hmm you know, pass a jug over to a mate and he can yeah. steam that while you're steaming one. And, yeah. you know, you just kind of get into that flow. But I think that's you know, setting up your bar right and knowing, you know, that then you have, you have less chance of failing. And they're, they're, they're experienced things as well. Like, totally. I, I certainly know that my bar setup changed over the years uh, as, as I got broken and buckled on got one side days. grinders on the other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was ever quite... You know, I, I at least started from 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 that point. Good <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, coffee menu, coffee menu, coffee menu yeah. this week. Um, 
Yeah, I was getting uh, great feedback yesterday on the road from oh, yeah? from guys drinking the Colombians, really, oh, yeah? really enjoying them. Um, Anything in particular? Edin Evito has been quite a favourite amongst yep. people. Lots of people have been just like, you know, Jordan yesterday at um, Sourced Grocer was like, dude, this thing is epic. Um, well, I hope we get a chance to like freeze some of this coffee before it runs out. That's that's part of the plan. Yeah. So, and so. you know, I, I you know I, I guess I'm kind of crashing the party of the the update. But Jordan was also we we got talking a little bit about the journey of the green, oh, yeah. and, that, and that's really interesting. And especially with um, Edin Evito, hopefully we, it's a slightly bigger lot. I think um, we've got ten boxes of it. Is that right? Yep. So it, it'll go a little bit further than a normal micro lot, and it's a great. Cl- a Colombian micro lot, that a is. Columbia, yeah. Colombian. And when we um, when we say a box, a box is thirty five kilos as opposed to the just a more stereotypical seventy kilo bag, Asian yeah. sack. Yeah, yeah. But a box is a half bag basically. Half bag, yeah. yeah. Vac sealed. It comes in like seventeen and a half kilo bricks, Colombian yeah. bricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you, why are you boys laughing? What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, it's really. I think for all baristas out there, it's great for you to you know get into this coffee now, but then revisit it in six weeks' time and and see the journey. You know, and revisit it every, it, it, every it, couple of weeks. It'll change. It's already changed. Yeah, totally. So. Observe the journey that this coffee makes as the green ages and and you know really comes in starts to sing. Let's say why the green matures. Mm. Yeah, why the green matures. Ages probably a negative commentation on the coffee. Well, yes. (laughs) Um, Aging being you know uh, uh, a negative trait on coffee. So while while it matures. Yeah. Um, Cool. So, um, so Colombians are, are singing. Singing, yeah. And we've got more on the way, hopefully, 10 days away. Um, maybe, maybe talk about that this week. I mean, you had a bit, yeah. of, a stre- bit of a stressful week. Oh, Mikey. yeah, we just, we've, got, we've got coffee on the way, and it's a very, it's a bit, I think, I think that Mark and Craig at Caravella said the, it's the first I've ever seen this happen where containers just get held up in customs in Sydney. Oh. Just for clearance, they just need to do a check. It's like, I think it's like the random bag selection thing. It's, it's just like it's the Colombian bricks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so we're just waiting on our coffee from Sydney, and um, that's why uh, I'm it, it, it's a little bit nerve wracking when, totally. when 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 your supplier says, uh, "Hopefully ten days." Yeah, because normally it's like coffee's leaving Sydney today. It will be with you in two days, and and that's always the case, you know. Like, you know, for them it must be scary as well. I'm sure. Um, wondering why this. We've is got, we've got, I mean, I suppose we've got plenty of coffee. It's just we don't want to be changing blends and. Yeah, and we want to be able to offer everyone a, a, a new coffee almost every week. Um, I think that's the best part about this year. There's so much variety in one origin. Um, yeah. So this week we unfortunately won't be releasing anything new other than uh I'm empty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we'll we'll roast the Diver Alvarez as espresso, which I think will be delicious. Like it's Yeah, I think it's like a perfect espresso coffee. It's slightly slightly just a little bit heavier than the um 
Eden Avito. It's darker black grape sort of flavors. Definitely got some sugar in there. It's yeah. more chewy and so sugary. it's going to make a great espresso. And um, we'll just roll off roll off the menu. Starting with filter is um, Diver Alvarez from Colombia, Eden Avito from Colombia. Um, we say goodbye to Talima and Las Brisas. Um, and our two Ethiopian stars, Conga and Gorokone from Congo Yegashev and Gorokone from Sadamo, are still hanging around. Well, we've still got three quarters of bag that I can see, so yeah. or, or, order those up. They're tasting amazing. I mean, the Gorokone They're like batting. exactly the same amount in the bag. They're just standing up over there, and we'll see who, who that's, that's finishes quite, first. That's quite funny because the, the, the Congo was like a 16 bag lot, and the yeah. Gorokone was three bags. But the um, the Gorokone is about three months behind, yeah. like as in, or yeah. came later. But the Gorokone is tasting amazing. Oh, man. I had a batch at Bayleaf. We're drinking Conga right now. Mm-hmm. That Conga yeah. tasting really good. Yeah. yeah, espresso is tasting really good on Tuesday as well. Uh, espresso menu, Diva Alvarez from Colombia and Eden Avito. And I'd say we've got one more roast left of Maurizio Escalon. One more roast of the special variety, which was also pretty... I think that was one of your favourites on the production table this week. Uh, it, it, it just was really balanced. Yeah, like, it was really um, clean. Um, it was like one of the last espressos on the table. Yeah, I just remember you just going tapping the, the bowl. Taking the bowl, yeah. I mm-hmm. was like really impressed with it just because it was sweet and balanced and mm-hmm. um, coming into its own. It might be that... I find that the coffee seeing just, bef- just before they drop off the other edge. Yep. So yeah. maybe it's a sign... And, uh, and we'll be roasting both of those Ethiopians for um, espresso as well. And then, yeah, decaf, omni-roast. And hopefully within 10 days our coffee's here and we'll have a, a really n- nice new um, daily grind blend for you. Yeah. And yeah, some great three, this, three it, new micro lots, I think. So we'll try and release the one one a week or or three a month is basically what we're trying to do at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, should we talk about hiring? Yeah, it's a topic that's for sure. We've it's been talking about day, it every day. Every day, every day. <laughs> we're we're slightly undergunned this this. I mean, we've got, we've got I think we've got Sydney sorted um, with a with a new employee there. We'll unveil that as it's official. Um, so we've got a great great young guy coming on board. Um, Who's epic um, and has got some great experience. Knows our coffee. Knows our coffee. He's so. worked with it extremely um, regularly, um, and and has been successful not only as a barista and a trainer, but also in building um, business in in a small shop. You know, lead barista, lead building business, and um, so wealth yeah. of knowledge. Love that guy. Yeah, we'll unveil him uh, or who <coughs> he is in the next week in next week's podcast. I think. Um, we, we should have him on the podcast soon. How about we just do that instead? Yeah, <laughs> the man in the uh, the man behind the yeah. So 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 we've got Sydney sorted. Yeah, um, which is great. Um, um, sorry to all our accountants in here that haven't haven't seen Laurie in the last couple of months, but but um, you should all go visit him. Yeah, if you'd he's, like to see him, he, go he's and he's doing him. great guns. Yeah, I think he's, he's Laurie has opened up all wells in in um, in in the back of the cross there and he's you know I spoke to him yesterday he's just stoked you know and he's he's doing can I can I diverge there uh-huh. um 
you know, I, I had had a good chat to him yesterday, and he's he's you know he's really honing in his beverages. So he does takeaway, obviously. Everyone does takeaway, right? And you know, he does takeaway. He does dining, and he's using Acme cups dining, and he's using you know he's got these takeaway cups that are you know six and twelve ounce, but they're really seven and twelve seven ounce because they're you know latte like they're great cups takeaway cups but anyway so he decided that he'd like to have the same strength across all of his drinks above above you know um having diversity on the menu so he 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 ripped the single o out of the sec single espresso out of the second grinder and he runs two grinders the first grinder is for dining and that's you know that's 20 grand doses for his dining cups um he's using 150 mil acme cups for dining is it 19 yeah i think he's using 19 he basically pulled shots and found the balance the most balanced yeah. tastiest cup by dose yeah um so he dropped the dose for dining and he upped the dose a little bit for takeaway right yeah yeah so so now he's running two grinders which sounds convoluted but you know, he's stuck with these, you know, he's invested money in these cups and this is the best way he can see in the short term um, um, short of replacing all of his dining cups or replacing his takeaway cups. I mean, you know, you know we're, we're, we're at the hands of our suppliers here. I think it's just important to note that he hasn't mucked around with the brew ratio. Like, he, he's dropped the dose for dining. Oh, is he, he and, adjusted the yield. And, and upped the dose for takeaway but he's adjusted the yield appropriately for each so, of those. So his brew ratio remains the same. His espresso brew formula is still 40% for, yeah, exactly. for, for daily grind. Exactly the same as yeah. our, what we recommend so on, the, on there, the brew cart. He's done like 19.5 to like, I don't know, 50 out for, um, for, for whites or 51 out for whites. And then he's doing you know, 22 in and you know, 50, 56 out for, for, for whites in takeaways but the whites are like <clears throat> the takeaways are 200 mils mm. but interesting that he's gone to that level you know and he's uh, you know in short of he realizes that 90 percent of his beverages are milk coffee so how can i make these you know these milk beverages awesome how can i be the best in this market so he's just made sure that you know every cup yeah, that he, goes out of that place you know, is is awesome king. is awesome Mm. Yeah, just so, so someone can come in and have a 150 mil dining and it's you know it's that strength and it's the same strength that a 200 mil cup takeaway cup that's awesome and, and I, you know I think that's just so, you know it's complicated yes but it's awesome at the same time it's only complicated when you try to understand it to actually work with it it's like this grinder this shot this cup yeah, this grinder yeah. this shot this cup yeah yeah and, to- totally but in, in an ideal world they'll all be matched up right so like the smalls mm. yeah, yeah yeah i agree but but when you you know laurie uh, as i'm sure you talked to him about it like he measured what goes into the cup as far as actual milk and uh, minus all the foam and in the dine-in it's like four and a half ounces goes into the cup yeah and in the takeaway it's six, six and a half ounces goes yep. into the cup. Yeah. So that's a good two ounces difference. Difference. Yeah. You can't even go close to having the same tasting beverage if you put no the same amount of coffee in. No chance. Either short pour the takeaway. And if or, you short 
or updates the updates yeah. the takeaway. You got to pour, you got to short pour that takeaway a lot. Yeah, totally. And you're going to get it's a like lot. Sixty of, mils. You're going to get a lot of resistance from people if you do that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to have your like because those takeaways are already small. You're yeah, already, you're and going to have to have your reasoning like ready to fire back and yeah, in the most diplomatic it, way possible when someone opens up their coffee and it's. Three quarters, three quarters full, full. and it's a already a six ounce takeaway. Isn't that <laughs> <That's> dangerous? <laughs> isn't that a funny scenario that you serve someone and no one can see this, but I'm holding up a flat white cup. You serve someone a dine in, and there's no resistance whatsoever to the size of it. Yeah, and then you give that very same person a takeaway. It's not full to the top, and and it's not full to the top. There's going to be problems. Maybe. You give them a tiny little five ounce takeaway cup which don't exist but uh, you know if they did then again there would be backlash if they came to you with a brand new untouched flat white in a dining cup and said i've got to go and you tip it into a takeaway and give that to them no backlash yeah 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 Yeah, but but it's perceived value right it's all yeah Mm, exactly perceived value yeah and and that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but I mean, that's the detail he's going to. He's got great. He's got, you know, long-standing competition in the area. Yeah, he's got room turn across the way, and that's been you know it's been going for ten years. That place is you know is, is an institution, um, and you know he's he's in a market there where, um, you know, the cafes across the way can be pumping and he's not so he's really had to focus on product service um um price point offering you know all everything and and i think he's just turned the corner he opened up in uh november yeah (laughs) it's such a you know it's january now so he's done he's done pretty good yeah i think uh, you know most businesses don't make money in their first year. Let alone, <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, so, and his kilos are up. That was yeah. that was what prompted me to get in touch with him. I'm like, dude, your kilos are up. This is epic, like, you know. Yeah. And, and, what, and, what, and, what are you doing? And he's paired, he's paired it right back. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's key. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Just wanted to mention that. I think that was go Laurie. Laurie, Laurie go. you're awesome, Laurie. <laughs> yeah. Laurie. So, I mean, I guess the 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 message to take away from that is if think about your your takeaway and your dining offering totally like, and, 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 and i'm, I'm kind of at the point now it's like we'll just make all the cups the same yeah. just like choose what you're going to serve and have your dining cups the same as your takeaway cups i mean if if your takeaway cups are 200 mils and that's a lot that's basically a latte um just have 200 mil cups dining 200 mil cups takeaway you know and then yeah. have the, the the basket the right size for that done move on um and so hiring in in byron where uh Still looking for someone to join the team here in Byron. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if you're if you're in Byron and and you'd like to work with us, you know, get in touch. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> that's that's key, isn't it? That in Byron is harder here than and, yeah. And you know, you want to be here, and yeah, we're still we're still searching for that that right person. So yeah, yeah, it's been a topic every day. How do we make <laughs> it work? Like we've. Ooh. Had multiple ideas of what the the person could be or the job could be. Um, I think it's just going to take that person to to be in front of us. We need yeah, to find the person, know. and then the job will 
the job will sort itself out when yes. we, when we yeah. find a person. Well, I, I think you know Byron's such a hard place, so it's such an awesome place to live, but it can be so hard. If we had the discussion, we've had this discussion before, mm. um, and it's such a transient place, mm. and um, you know, so getting someone that that doesn't want a summer holidays is is, is quite difficult. So, you know, if you if you come into Byron and and or you're here and you're already and you'd like to work with us. Um, if you're come, and, come, and, come and say good day. Yeah, I think enjoying coffee is about the only prerequisite. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I think that is that is that is that it? Are we done? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're gonna uh, we're gonna. I think we we spoke last week about maybe every month we do like three weekly updates or four weekly updates and a a guest episode, like an episode with a guest on it, or yeah. That was our last week, and it's yeah, coming. That's our yeah. Alan Schubitz will be the next one. Um, we, we interviewed him last week. We're just holding on to it for a little so, bit. So yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you'd love to be on the show, just get in contact with or, us. And or if you've got someone you'd like us to yeah, uh, yeah totally to solicit for the show, then um, let us know. You know, there's lots of awesome coffee people out there, and uh, we're we're happy to hunt down the the people you'd like we'll to hear from prob- probably interview Laurie next next chance he had some great topics last when I spoke to him yesterday yeah um, and our city guy so and we'll have a chat to chat to him when, when he's on board yeah um, um, so yeah there's there's some great podcasts coming mm-hmm. cool thanks for listening thanks, thanks for tuning in guys bye thanks Joe bye bye